Hi there, we're going to listen to some Trey Crowder live. He's a, uh, one of my favorite you comedians. He posted this link. Oh, it's to his, uh, schedule. It's going to be in Tucson? It's going to be in Phoenix on November 5th. And I live with two guys, although Chris for 10 years, although John for five, Comedy. they're my friends, I love them, blah, blah, blah. But it was like a level of disgusting I couldn't ignore. So I texted them, I was like, hey guys, the kitchen is nasty, can you please clean it? And I went to my room. I come out an hour later, they're both cleaning. And Chris looks at me and he goes, hey, maybe next time you could send a text, give us a heads up, we'll clean before you get here. And then we both win. I was like, yeah, well, you should just clean to clean. You shouldn't clean for me. You should clean for you. And he just starts hysterically laughing. He's like, that's not how it works. And he's not wrong. I feel like women are going around being like, why can't you just be better to be better? And every man's like, I'll be better when you're watching Final Offer. And that's kind of the bullshit of it all, right? I feel like women were sold a lie. I feel like women were promised that men will change for us. And that's never been the case. Every man I've ever dated has been cookie dough when I was promised cookies. Yeah, it's upsetting. I'm like, you're 37, why aren't you baked yet? They're like, I'm cookie dough, you just want something sweet. It's good enough. And I go, yeah, but what if I get salmonella? And they're like, who do we know that's gotten salmonella? Who cares? And I go, I care. And they're like, that's the problem. I'm like, you need to go home and go back in the oven because you're not done yet. And I live with two guys, although Chris for 10 years, although John for five. They're my friends. I love them, blah, blah, blah. But it was like a level of disgusting I couldn't ignore. So this I texted them. I was yeah. like, this is a padded bra from Forever 21. Because my boobs are Forever 14. Um, I don't care if you're gay or straight, you're never going to see big titties coming down the street and be like, mm, frown town. I hate it when girls with big boobs complain about it. They're like, you have no idea how annoying it is. Do you complain? Of course you do. So ungrateful. She's like, you have no idea how annoying it is. Guys never listen to what I'm saying. And I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> The titties are the best. You can do so much fun stuff with them. You can get motorboated. Have you been motorboated? Yes, of course you have, you pussy bitch. You cannot motorboat me. You will bottom out on the lake bed. I will fuck your propellers up. Unless you're into sternum and bone marrow, I'm probably not the girl for you. This is a padded bra from Forever 21. Um, Nicole, I don't care if you're gay or straight, Amy you're never going to see big titties coming down the street and be like, mm, frown town. So, you're going to have to excuse my attitude, but my wife and I just don't like it. You know? And it's mainly because you put the carriage before the horse. You made her a baby mama before you made her a wife. You see what I'm saying? Now, we know the wrong folks don't do what they want to do. Okay, but you're not making it easy on yourselves. 
especially you. You see, I worked hard to give baby girl a certain lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to. I'm hoping that you can uphold that lifestyle. You plan on living off of? She told me you didn't go to college, okay? So what you do for work? You work for the railroad, Union Pacific. Well, you make a pretty nice penny, Dan. Now I gotta ask, you ain't into no weird stuff, are you? You ain't got a bunch of kids and baby mamas running around here, do you? Nope. All right. That's all I need to know. Uh, grab them steaks. We're gonna go around back. We're gonna put it on the grid. I'm gonna show you how to charm just right. You're gonna take over the bills. I mean, you're gonna take over big girl. You gotta know how to make her barbecue just right. So, you're gonna have to excuse my attitude, but. My wife and I just don't 7 a.m. Like the poet. And it's mainly Ireland and Thigler. You two white people, very well. Um, <laughs> but I do meet a certain type of white person. They nice, but they nervous. Just socially nervous. Constantly afraid they're doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing or not properly observing your, uh, your, your customs. But <laughs> there's a particular white person. They have a secret fear that they might be racist, but they don't know it. They're constantly afraid that they're being racist, but they, there's no evidence giggles. that they are. We just, was Comedy. I racist? Did I say something racist? I was at a party one night, and this guy walks up, and we're just talking, laughing, joking, drinking. Suddenly he says, may I ask you something? I say, anything. He goes, I, I, I'm not trying to be out of order. And I said, just say it, man. I think I might have been racist recently, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, okay, this again, go ahead. He says, I was in a cinema last Tuesday and I bumped into a black guy and I said, sorry, didn't see you. Now, Name. you tell me if that was racist. Oh no, man, fuck, was there hatred in your heart when you said it, I mean. I'm not having to go. If you are one of these such white people who are socially nervy, and Ireland in particular, you two white people, very well. Um, but I do meet a certain type of white person. They nice, but they nervy. Just socially nervous. Constantly afraid they're doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing or not properly observing your, uh, your, your customs. But <laughs> there's a particular white person they have a secret fear that they might be racist, but they don't know it. <laughs> they're constantly afraid that they're being racist, but they, there's no evidence that they are. It's just, was that racist? Did I say something racist? I was at a party one night, and this guy walks up, and we're just talking, laughing, joking, drinking. Suddenly he says, may I ask you something? I say, anything. He goes, I, I, I'm not trying to be out of order. And I said, just say it, man. I think I might have been racist recently, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I said, okay, this again, go ahead. He says, I was in a cinema last Tuesday and I bumped into a black guy and I said, sorry, didn't see you. Now, <laughs> you tell me if that was racist. <laughs> oh no, man, fuck, was that hatred in your heart when you said it, I mean? And I'm not having to go. If you are one of these such white people who are socially nervy and 
I'm single, you're single. What do you say we get married? Well, I'm glad you finally decided on the direct approach. Yeah, well, I'm a businessman at heart. As am I. What's your offer? Single rich male seeks matrimony. Primary residence? Westchester County. Would you be open to considering a secondary residence in Manhattan? Central Park West. South. Done. Time spent together? Eight hours, five days a week. Seven hours, 12 hours, weekends. 55 hours aggregate, specifics to be determined later. I'm amenable to that, children. One. Three. Two. Done. <laughs> but one of them has to be a male. I'll see what I can do. Vacation. December, Hawaii. June, the vineyard. June, fine, but Hawaii. Nope, the vineyard. Is that a deal breaker for you? I'm afraid so. Me too. Well, we gave it a shot. I'm sure you'll find a better match. Thanks for the time. I'm single, you're single. What do you say we get married? Well, I'm glad you finally decided on the direct approach. Yeah, well, I'm a businessman at heart. As am I. What's your offer? Single rich male seeks matrimony. Primary residence? Westchester County. Would you be open to considering a secondary residence in Manhattan? Central Park West. South. Done. Time spent together? Eight hours, five days a week. Seven hours, 12 hours, weekends. 55 hours aggregate, specifics to be determined later. I'm amenable to that, children. One. Three. Two. Done. But one of them has to be a male. I'll see what I can do. Vacation. December, Hawaii. June, the vineyard. June, fine, but Hawaii. Nope, the vineyard. Is that a deal breaker for you? I'm afraid so. Me too. Well, we gave it a shot. I'm sure you'll find a better match. The reason that I did that piece on Planned Parenthood, I'm 55 years old, but when I was coming up, um, there wasn't, you know, it's very strict about talking about sex to your children and stuff. And, you know, my mom got sick and my dad, my dad didn't want to talk to me about sex. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just to let you know that there's a lot of girls out there that's like that, you know, that don't freaking know what's going on with their bodies or what's going on with sex. There's a lot of men out there that are becoming men and don't know about stuff. And that place provides that type of information, you would not know how much they saved my life. So much that I have them in my trust. That's how much I believe that that service means to be one of the most important things. You know, we already got our rights taken away. We, we can't get our health care taken away also. So all the men that's in here, yo, fight just as hard as the women, okay? You got sisters, you got aunts, you got... This is a real, real war, you guys. This is a real war. And I hate to say it, but and even if it's funny, but Handmaid's Tale literally started off with they took our rights first. And then Congress took over that. Like, literally, let's not sit here and watch some obvious shit happen. Let's fight! that I did that piece on Planned Parenthood. I'm 55 years old, but when I was coming up, um, there wasn't, you know, it's very strict about talking about sex to your children and stuff. And, you know, my mom got sick. their bodies or what's going on with sex there's a lot of men out there that are becoming men and don't know about stuff and that place provides that type of information you would not know how much they saved my life so much that i have them in my trust that's how much i believe that that service means to be one of the most important my mother-in-law moved in with me not, not just me but like with my, with my wife uh, <laughs> 
We don't always have a great relationship. I'll tell you that much right now. First time we met, and it was at Christmas. So they gave John to help us put the model train under the Christmas tree. I was like, lady, I don't know what kind of Asian you think I am, but I'm not building anybody's fucking railroad tracks. They're not doing that, all right? So I put a little opium pen there, too, and I'm saying, what do you want? My mother-in-law moved in with me, not, not just me, but like with my, with my wife. Uh, we didn't always have a great relationship, I'll tell you that much right now. First time. I will ask you man to man, what, what would you say is your biggest fear? You don't like clowns either? Is it is this your lady you're with? Girlfriend, wife? Fiance, congratulations. Don't fuck it up. How, how long have you been together? Three years. And did you know he was afraid of clowns? You didn't? And you've been wearing all this makeup the whole time. <laughs> You were about to marry a man you didn't know you couldn't take to the circus. <laughs> Seems like vital information. Do you guys have kids? Five? Oh God. <laughs> Demon children? One lives in your dad's house? Is that your sister? There's three spirits. One, one's a guy, one's a woman, and one's a child. One got murdered. And one's a one was a madam. Sounds like your dad's running a whorehouse. Where does he live? I'm gonna check out these demons. These semen demons. It attacked two of the two of the tenants. Did they not pay? That's how it works. That's how a brothel works. I don't think you need an exorcism. I think you need a pimp. Somebody to keep shit in order, you know? No, that's actually not how it works. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. If you want to write the show for me, you can do it. Not how it works. And this is, this is, also, this is a super funny comment thing. People come to the show and they think because they just see crowd work online that that's like really all the show is. Wrong. It's a very small portion. And I've actually never really had a chance to explain this on stage. The reason, I, I, don't, get, I don't really get annoyed about that unless you keep doing it. Um, because I'm, I'm a lot of people's like first experience at a comedy show. Like, I, I, I'm actually genuinely curious. Who here has never been to a comedy show before? See? see, a lot of people have no idea how it works. So the reason I post crowd work stuff is because you're coming to see me, right? And how comedy works is you, you for, for a year, sometimes two, three years, you work on building an hour-long set of material, right? But when you do that, it takes so long to do that. So imagine if I posted the same jokes you'd already just seen. You'd be pretty pissed off if you just paid to see the exact same jokes you saw online, right? So crowd work is something that can't really be duplicated. So it's something that happens uniquely at each individual show. And I get to share that experience. And you get to go, oh, he's funny. What else does he have? We'll go see him in fucking Salem. That's how it works. So we already did a little bit of crowd work. 
We'll see what happens later. If you can afford front row seats next time, maybe you'll be the one. With five kids, too? God damn, man. Y'all should be in the back, back, dog. Providing for a whole family out here. What do you do, by the way? Do you work for a mom? You're a massage therapist? Okay. Sounds like you work at her dad's house. We did some crowd work. I will ask you man to man. What, what would you say? Today I'm here in St. Petersburg. I'm here with... You've been to St. Petersburg? No, but I watched the map one. Ah, oh, that's nice. My name is Natalia. I'm Natalia. from Russia. Okay. Yeah. What languages do you speak? Russian. Just Russian? But now I speak English. Okay. Do I'm, you? I'm playing a game today. I'm giving out $1,000 if you can speak a language that I can't speak. Let's hear you say so something. So it's Russian. I don't know, maybe. Russian. Uh, Russian. Uh, how many people do you speak? I don't know. Where are you from, Russia? From Perm. Perm. You're very nice. Why do you speak Russian? I thought I was a Delbayo, but I don't really know. <laughs> So you mean to say that you can speak any language? Any language. Give me another language. Okay, okay. Oh Maybe, I don't know, possibly. Possibly. I need to to remember something from Chinese. Wait. So you speak Chinese? Oh my god. <laughs> Who are you? Uh marijuana, the language lord. Well you said Italian, you want to hear Italian? No, she's also Russian. Ah, as well. I love that. Uh, is there one okay, thing you want to? Okay, uh, I just speak Arabic. Do you speak Arabic? I know. Okay, I know some words. Uh, you mean Shemel Alatul? Wallahi, I don't understand Arabic. I speak Arabic more than I speak Tunisian. I don't understand one word. Even one word. He is a little bit of a foreigner. I don't understand anything. Tell me. Who, who is he? Who is that guy? Uh, it's called the language. Can you say I love the language uh, lord? Do you have uh, American passports? Today I'm here in St. Petersburg. She's aunt of Tiny. She didn't mind. She didn't mind spending. She didn't mind buying what she wanted, and I didn't mind spending the money to get it. Period. That's nice. Did you guys ever split bills? Fifty-fifty. The money. Bills. Did you ever? Did she ever have to pay bills? She ain't paid one cent on any house bill. All the money she spends on herself. Ooh. Amen. Uh, unless there's something she wanted in the house, mm -hmm. and say I want to buy this and that. That's kind of her too. But I'm the one going to take care of her and the house. Mm -hmm. Did and she uh, work, or did you take care of the um, Yeah, she worked, but she spent her own money. She, right. she, she didn't spend no money on the house or anything. Uh, maybe something she wanted. Women are made to manage the home. Men are made to bring in the finances and give it to the manager, which is the wife, and trust her to do with it what she will do. That's God's design for it, and it'll go well. She needs to take care of herself, take care of her children, make sure that the house is well supplied. I'm responsible for bringing the money in, mm -hmm. and she's responsible for using it and managing it, you see. And when she needs help, she can call on me, and I can help her. But I'd rather see my baby do it than do it myself, you see. She's always in my baby, and if anybody doesn't like it, that's just too bad. Oops. That's tough. Mm -hmm. What we used to say when I was young, that's tough, and I'm not going to add the other word to it. Ivan Pukani. She didn't mind, she didn't mind spending, she didn't mind buying what she wanted, and I didn't mind spending the money to get it.
classic movies. He was unhinged as fucking Romeo plus Juliet, but can be a cool, calm, collective, menacing boss in Sons of Anarchy. He was the pilot that gave us one of the best kills in zombie history. That shit was awesome. The dope cast of Lost, even though it fumbled the bag at the end. Hell, I didn't even know he was in Claws. I'm about to go check that out. When Neo said, I'm single, but I know why I'm single. I think that's, I think that's an important distinction. I actually think I'm part of the first generation that truly understands why we are undateable. Too many blogs. There's too much internet for you not to know. <laughs> like, I'm single because I'm emotionally exhausted. Just think of all the jokes I've just done. Take out the punchline that's dating me. <laughs> Problem is, I used to think I was unattractive. But I've had enough boyfriends and I've been seeing a therapist long enough to know that I'm kind of cute. But not cute enough for how emotionally exhausting I am. <laughs> you see the problem? The way I see it, it's positive, because it's all in my hands. If you think of it this way, like if I'm like cute here, but exhausting here, I gotta find a way to like balance it out. So I could, um, I could like wear heels and try, I could try. <laughs> make any kind of effort or I could stop reading every text message as an attack on my character <laughs> those are my options I'm single but I know why I'm single I think that's I think that's an important distinction my, my cousin is 40 so he doesn't understand what he love texting he just cares about my sleeping habits in college right and like he, he texts me you up and I'm like yeah bro I'm up right and he calls me and he calls me to tell me this joke is Hey Gary, you know, I was just thinking, you know, like, being ugly is like being a minority, because you have to work so much harder to get places in life. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's kind of funny, bro, and you should, you should do that sometime. He's like, yeah, I would, Gary, you know, but, um, I'm just too attractive to do the joke, so, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, did you just call me to tell me that I'm, uh, ugly enough to do a joke? And he was like, hey, dude, I'm just trying to give you some advice. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, we're giving advice. How about you stop having kids? Because he already, he already has two kids, one named Montreal, the other one named Dallas. Why? Because that's where they were conceived, which is ridiculous, because you've never named your kid like bed, couch, or back seat. Because then you get weird names like grass. Flight number X76Y0. You'd go, you'd go to Starbucks and people would, you'd be, you'd be so embarrassed to go to Starbucks and be like, hey, can I get like a tall latte? Oh, you need, you need my name? Squatch courts, right? Like that's my, my cousin is 40, so he doesn't understand what he love texting me. He just cares about my sleeping habits in college, right? And like he, he texts me you up and I'm like, yeah bro, I'm a Plato who was never seen laughing. My my cousin is for Plato who was never seen laughing, and who had given himself the motto of avoiding the evils and unpleasant situations of society, was asked two questions. 
The first was, what are the behaviors of people that surprise you the most? Plato enumerated them in order. They get bored in childhood and hurry to grow up, but then they miss their childhood. They lose their health to earn money, but they pay money to regain their health. Worried about tomorrow, they forget about today. In the end, they live neither today nor tomorrow. They live as if they will never die, but they die as if they had never lived. Then came the second question. So what do you suggest? The sage enumerated again. Don't try to make anyone like you. The only thing to do is to leave yourself to be loved. And the most important thing in life is not to have the most, but to need the least. Plato, who was never seen laughing, and who had given himself the motto of avoiding the evils and unpleasant situations. This is specifically for white women. This is not meant to be a stereotype or generalization. It is purely my observation from years of coaching white female leaders in different industries. I'm talking about Fortune 100 all the way to nonprofits. And one consistent theme I see is conflict aversion. I mean, I have seen white female leaders create policies just so they don't have to have tough conversations. I've seen white female leaders retain consultants to identify problematic performance areas versus just having a direct conversation with the people that are causing the issues. Why is this important? Number one, a lack of transparency breeds distrust. It's like throwing a rock and hiding your hands. Underhanded, passive-aggressive actions are going to cause distrust within a team, and then you layer historical distrust that comes with race relations, and we're talking about a hot mess. Number two, how are you going to be an ally if you don't like conflict? How are you going to be an ally if you're not willing to speak up and directly combat systems of oppression and prejudice and racism. So what can you do? Get a coach. <laughs> Get a coach. Learn, read how to give direct feedback. And when I ask why, I often hear, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but guess what? Underhanded actions hurt more. Signing off, that inclusion lady. Hey, I'm from the word department. We need a word for people that struggle reading and writing words. Dyslexia. What? Dyslexia. How do you spell that? D-Y-S-L-E-X-I-A. That seems needlessly unfair, but okay. Uh, we also need a word for the speech defect which affects the letter S. Lisp. Okay, why name the condition something they can't say? <laughs> Finally, we need a word for a fear of long words. What? Hippopotamonstrosis quintaliophobia. Why? Because chaos reigns. Mm. Hey, I'm from the word department. We need a word for people that struggle reading and writing words. Dyslexia. What? Dyslexia. How do you spell that? D-Y-S-L-E-X-I-A. That seems needlessly unfair, but okay. Uh, we also need a word for the speech defect which affects the letter S. Lisp. Okay, why name the condition something they can't say? <laughs> My father, he wanted us to be everything this nation is, but he never wanted us to lose our heritage. And my father had one rule, when you give me grandchildren, Give them Latino fucking names. He goes, real Latino names. 
Venustiano, Ignacio. is so hard, you know? And when you finally find something that's garbage, you have to like trick yourself to think that it's decent. You know when you find a new place, you go up to your friends, you're like, yo, I just found this amazing place. It's got everything that I need. It doesn't have a bathroom. <laughs> but the kitchen sink is huge. Speaking of the kitchen, no oven. But honestly, I don't even like hot food. It's on the 12th floor with no elevator, so my glutes will be fuego. Best part, the rent, 80% of my income, so steal! Finding a decent place is so... Hi. Finding a decent place. Hi. Hi. I love your coat. She's doing the wax, right? She's waxing my butt. And I'm sorry if you don't have a <laughs> Show's not for everyone. And that's when she decided to talk again. She was like, <laughs> while touching my she was like, hey, you must be thinking, this is so awkward. No one's ever seen my butt before, and now Wendy is looking at it. <laughs> I didn't know her name was Wendy before that. <laughs> Like, that's how she introduced herself to me. <laughs> She's doing the wax, right? She's waxing my butt. And I'm sorry if you don't have a... 
It's really fun for everyone. And that... Here's what to say to the guy that ghosted you and is now back from the dead. I was dating this girl long time ago, and we're sitting together, and she goes, ugh, it's... Uh, I'm just going to call this guy Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy hit me up, and I'm like, who's Jeremy? And she's like, oh, it's this guy I dated for a while, and then he just ghosted me out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, can I mess with him? And she's like, huh? And I was like, let me message him. Like, let me, I'll just mess with him. Can I... Uh? And so she hands me the phone, and I start messaging this dude. And we're, like, talking back and forth, and he thinks that he's talking to her. And so I message him, and I go, you caught me at a really weird time. I just ordered these yoga pants, and they just don't really feel right. They're just a little bit too tight. I don't know if they look good or not. And he's like, you can send me a pic. And so I go in her closet, and she gives me a pair of her yoga pants. And I put them on, and she snaps a photo of me from my waist to my knees and sends it to him. And this man responds, and he goes, ooh, I've missed that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, you still so thick. <laughs> and I told her to just never message him again. Right? Here's what to say to the guy that ghosted you and is now back from the dead. I was dating this girl long time ago and we're sitting... Someone called you weird. That's because you are. Weird is an acronym for being fucking awesome! Sorry for swearing. I'd rather be weird any day than be a straight up fucking complete asshat! Sorry for cursing. See, weird isn't something you hide in your suitcase and push it to the very bottom to keep it secret like that. Weird is something you leave on the baggage claim wide open for the world to see and go, look at that, that's mine. <laughs> you keep being wonderful, you keep being weird, and everybody has a place. They'll find and meet other weird people that do the weird things you do, maybe even weirder. <laughs> it's exciting times. Oh, God damn it! Yes, I talked in the middle of the road because it's funny to me. Voice monster at it. Dream board. 
I'm manifesting it. So I just read the secret, so any f***ing day now. Life, life, is, life is short. But when you're 49 and you f***, it's long. And that's the point I was trying to make. I got married at 23. Uh, are you dating anybody? Oh, you are? Okay. To, to marry? <laughs> you might want to back off a little bit on this. Is it a fella? Is it a man? Okay. Well, no. no if it was a woman, you would have been married already. Lesbians move quick, bro. Nice to meet you. I love you. Let's do it. I'm just, I, I don't know. When you when you met him, were you like, I want to date to marry? Because that's a little intense. That's all I'm saying. It's not like, let's see where this goes. We're just having fun. You're like, no, there's a goal, and we're getting there. Is he 23? Did she leave? What the f just happened? Was that a ghost? Like some say on quiet night, she's still engaged. which is, that's young enough that all, all my buddies were like, if you do this, you only get to have sex with one woman for the rest of your life. And I was like, that is better than the nobody I was working with before. <laughs> that's why I hit the buy a now button. I panicked a little bit, okay? Still give you some hope. A couple of 50-year-olds, like, you know, we, we still have sex. We do adventurous things. Yeah. Especially when I'm here. No, I mean, think, you know, when you're gone a while, that's... <laughs> It'll be shorter when I get home, is my point. Also, I travel a lot, so sometimes, I don't know if it's age or my schedule, but sometimes sex is more of a scheduling issue. It's not like about passion or mood. It's like, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Pretty sure you don't want me leaving with the full tank. <laughs> I mean, that's why we dated to marry, because of these obligations. <laughs> By the way, my wife and I are both 49. Deleted Instagram. Yeah, I did that, you know, like seven years ago. I deleted all, all my shit from my phone and everything. I mean, I, I still have the accounts, but it's not me. It's some lady. Um... <laughs> But, you know, I've felt this thing, you know what I mean? I've been feeling this for a long time, and I've done all these little things you guys are talking about, and I kept going further and further and further to where now I finally feel a little bit better. And you know what I had to do? I had... Are you still there? Wow. Join Team Flip. <laughs> Team Flip! 
It's a bit extreme, but I tell you what, man. You get your mind back. You can see through the fog. You can go wherever you want to go. You just gotta write down detailed directions for where they go. It's tough to get around sometimes. I mean, I can't do anything on that thing. I can just call people and text, and if I want to text, I really gotta want to say what I'm saying. It takes, it takes a minute. I'm on that T9 life. Deleted Instagram. This guy, he said that if he can touch my booty, my scooter a little bit, it could be $10. That's wild. Hell no. This dude that really be creepy stuff. Like, he's right over there and, like, the whole time he was, like, touching it. And I was like, this is a special, special shot. Wait, what? Like, yeah, well, I told him you could because I remember you said you wanted to check it later earlier. So I was like, okay, I'll finish for day shopping. Bro, why you do that? For you? Uh, you're so ungrateful. Can you say thank you for once? Like, you can go get a whole eight count with a large fry. Large drink. I don't know where the hell that ten dollar bill was first. Are you serious? Of, you sold out for some ten dollars. No, I sold out for two for Okay. So you selling your soda chicken? For you. Anything that involves chicken, you gonna do? For you. So what if we ask you to do something else? You know this song, right? It's a 1990s CNC Music Factory song, Gonna Make You Sweat. It was a worldwide hit produced by Robert Clovelli's and David Cole, the CNC and CNC Music Factory. But shortly after this hugely successful music video was released, the world learned that things were not exactly as they appeared. I'm Dara Startucker, and this is The Breakdown. You see the woman singing? She's a singer named Zelma Davis. And this right here is some Milli Vanilli shit. The song's real singer is named Martha Wash. Sing that part. That, so don't know. <laughs> if you can hit that note. When Clavelli's and Cole got the idea for the song, Gonna Make You Sweat, they knew they needed a powerful singer to deliver the hook. Rumor has it they wanted either Shaka Khan or a singer named Jocelyn Brown, whose vocal had already been illegally sampled in this song. But they eventually asked Martha Wash, who was a member of the Weather Girls, who had already had top 40 success with this hit. It's raining, Which incidentally was co-written by Paul Schaefer of The David Letterman Show. For Gonna Make You Sweat, Clavelli's and Cole got rapper Freedom Williams to do an Ice-T sound-alike rap verse, and they had themselves a hit. The problem was they didn't credit Martha with singing the lead vocal, and they didn't put her on the album cover either. And unbeknownst to her, they got Zelma Davis to do the music video, because Martha supposedly didn't have the body type that would give them much airplay on MTV. Martha eventually sued Clavelli's and Cole and Sony Music Entertainment for fraud, deceptive packaging, and commercial appropriation. Sony felt they did nothing wrong, so they fought it. Three years later, in 1994, Sony was forced to request that MTV add a disclaimer to the music video that gave Martha Wash credit for the vocals and listed the Zelma Davis part as a visualization. The crazy thing was, this wasn't the first time that Martha had to sue to be given proper credit on an album when a thinner model was used in her place. Italian house music group Black Box put out a string of hugely successful hits, most notably a song called Everybody Everybody that featured Martha's voice. She was initially told that she would just be doing the demo vocal as a guide for the real singer, but when the song came out, she was surprised to hear her voice was still on that song, plus five other songs from the group's album. They were using a French fashion model named Catherine Canole on the cover of the album, as well as all the music videos, live performances, and TV shows that they did. Needless to say, it was super obvious that that wasn't her. RCA eventually settled this case out of court, and Martha Wash was given a cash settlement and a record deal. 
She's now a testament to what it takes to make it in the music business when you don't fit within conventional body standards. Kudos to her for dealing with this kind of ignorance. I don't mean to be rude, harsh, callous, and malign, and notifying. Right. I'd rather look at dumb old things. And helping to establish the legal precedent that vocalists be given mandatory credit for all albums and music videos on which they appear. You know this song, right? It's been a very interesting year for me because a lot of my guy friends have just come out as predators. <laughs> yeah, like I always knew, but it was like really their journey to figure it out. talking about, I don't know if I assaulted somebody. I don't know if I offended somebody. I'm like, how do you not motherfucking know? Uh, read the guts through, man. If she looks like she's breathing bad air and has said no three or four times, it's a no. Also, guys, don't take your out. Who's taking their dick out? Nobody want to see your dick. Somebody wants to see your d if they say, let me see your dick. I want to see that d That's how you know somebody wants to see your dick, guys. It's been a very interesting year for me because a lot of my guy friends have just come out. Progressive remakes of Disney classics. Snow black in the seven day thens. <laughs> Unfrozen, they thaw out Walt Disney and he's cool with Jews now. <laughs> Aladdin, but they actually tell you where the f*** he's from. <laughs> Finding Nemo, but they're looking for that submarine with the rich people on it. So it's Lilo and Stitch, but instead of being from space, he's from South Sudan, and he's trying to get into Australia. And instead of it being about laser engines, it's just him trying to get a partner, basically. <laughs> It's a story of a maid that goes into disadvantaged communities and bonds them through the medium of dance called Mary Pop and Lock. <laughs> the Emperor's new pronouns. <laughs> he sets up a GoFundMe to transition into a llama. Mulan, but instead of saving the Chinese people from the Huns, they're just saving them from Xi'an. <laughs> Pocahontas, but they actually leave in all of the sexual assaults. You've heard of up. Now get ready for down. Syndrome. Ah! 101 pronouns. <laughs> the black hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> this show happens in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong, and Newcastle. Go to comedyuntamed.com for tickets. Aggressive remakes of Disney classics. Snow Black in the Seven Day Thems. <laughs> This is why you shouldn't lie to these zodiac signs. A Pisces is emotional, but when they give you their loyalty and you lie to them, they become demons. A Virgo, one of the most narcissistic but realistic signs. So if they find out you lie to them, they are going to make you feel like you're the most meaningless person on this earth. An Aquarius is going to think to themselves, when did I give you time to lie to me in the first place? I was slipping that day. A Scorpio already knows. If you came back from Jordan, we'll to see. It's the first time I've performed as far as south. If you're looking for a lot of people, it's a show up.
starred in A Star is Born. I haven't seen it. Are you hoping that will open doors for other hot idiots? Such <laughs> a good question. <laughs> when you mm -hmm. and Woody Harrelson are acting in a scene together, are you sad that somewhere there's a sack not being hackied? <laughs> That's good. A sack not being hackied. What was the marijuana budget on True Detective? <laughs> And are you, have you smoked a lot of that budget today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you hear that? No, I don't hear anything. That is the sound of everybody talking about your performance in Big Little Lies. No one cares. <laughs> so me. Bradley, Co Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah. Co-wrote, produced, directed, and starred in A Star is Born. I haven't seen it. Are you hoping that will open doors for other hot idiots? <laughs> so I was in a lift and elevator some time ago when one of my older neighbors joined me. I smiled and I said, good day to you. He looked right at me and grumbled a few words before I heard him say, what's so good about it? Ah. I initially started to give him a myriad of reasons, but then I remembered a quote by Matt Kahn that I had recently come across. Despite how open, peaceful, and loving you attempt to be, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. You see, once I read that quote, it totally explained something that we all know to be true, i.e. that most people don't see the world as it is. They see the world as they are, mirroring life through their own experiences and conditioning, processing life through their wounds, engaging in the same manner that reflects how they feel about themselves. And so instead of using all the big, big grammar, ah, I just sent my nibble some compassionate energy and I said a silent blessing for peace. And as he stepped off, it was almost as if he had heard my prayer because he turned around, he smiled, and he said, thank you. And so as I've evolved, I've learned not to take these things so personally. You just never know what people are going through. But compassion dictates that we offer love, that we choose words that are heavy with grace and approach the pain of others with humility. 
we must meet people to the extent that they've met themselves in much the same way that someone graciously met us where we were. Those are my thoughts for the day. Do with them as you will. But grieving Sam. So I was in the lift and elevated some time ago when one of my older neighbors joined me. I smiled and I said, good day to you. He looked right at me and grumbled a few words before I heard him say, what's so good about it? Ah. I initially started... Recently, someone asked me, you're a good looking woman. Why aren't you dating? And let me give you my top reasons of why I'm not dating. I'm not dating because I don't want to be bothered with a man who's going to try to put me on rotation, who's lying about what he's doing, who's scheming and coming up missing. I don't got time for games, okay? I refuse to go to the grocery store, spend my money and time to show that I can cook. I know that I can cook. I know what I can do. God has delivered me from that. I am not going back to that. That's over with, okay? I refuse to spend one dime of my pension on a man or put him on my Blue Cross and Blue Shield after I busted my butt for 25 years. I'm not going to do that. I am not going to entertain a man and let him come up and lay up in my house because he got a different body part than me. No, I am sorry. You know what I'm doing? I am enjoying myself, eating my snacks, and being on social media and having full of peace. So those are my reasons why I'm not dating. Recently, someone asked me, you're a good looking woman, why aren't you dating? And let me give you my top reasons of why I'm not dating. I'm not dating because I don't want to be bothered with a man who's going to try to put me on rotation, who's lying about what he's doing, who's scheming and coming up missing. I'm cold. Evans. I've been traveling out with my wife. I think she's like, I'm about to take my clothes off. I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're going to be my lowish. Alright. I am indeed from Dublin, Ireland, but I, I live in America now, so I identify as Latino. <laughs> I had to start doing that to get through your automated customer service lines. Because the other options are no good, are they? Like, the many you call up, they're like, thank you for calling. For English, press one. I don't want to be English. My people have been avoiding that option for about 800 years now. Uh, what else have you got? You just keep listening, it gets immediately better, because they'll be like, para espanol, marcados. I said, I'm in here, and now these are my new people. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the beauty of this, identify as whatever you feel like culture that we, that we have at the moment. No one can even get mad about that, but I didn't want to shock my parents too much, because they don't know they raised a Latino. So it is at least logical, Irish people, Latinos, already emotionally connected. We both like drinking, dancing, fighting, mostly work in construction. <laughs> We're primarily Catholic, we love soccer, speak a whole other language, and have problems with immigration. <laughs> we are connected to every culture of many Latinos here tonight. I am indeed from Dublin, Ireland. Oh. Um. My dad can't hardly breathe. Okay, hold on a second, okay? Okay. How old are you? 
I'm five years old. Okay, what's your name? Savannah. Okay, Savannah, hold on. I'm getting them dispatched, okay? Okay. You need to come real fast. Okay, Savannah, I have them on the way. Is your daddy still awake? Yeah. Okay. Is your front door unlocked, Savannah? Uh, is your front door unlocked? No. Okay, Savannah, can you go unlock that front door for me? Sure. Okay. 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 So she stays calm and collected while she's talking to the 911 operator. But what's so adorable is that she's giving, you know, just getting basic information, but she's concerned that she's not really dressed for when the firemen get there. Can you ask him if this has ever happened before? Has this ever happened? No. So far, so good. He's so like... Hey, ask him if he has any kind of chest pain. you have any chest pain? Yes. Okay. This is his first time. Okay. I got him on the way, so... We're in our jammies. Nine minute TikTok, so I'll have to get dressed. Okay. I know what I'm going to wear, but... Um, my Here's the thing. Looks matter. And if you aren't attractive, that doesn't matter, but you can still be attractive. As in, you can take care of your body, you can take care of your physique, you can take care of your outfits, and it looks matter. And the reason they matter is they're a signal of your self-esteem. When I have clients come to me, especially men, and they're, seeing, they're feeling low and this, that, and the other, if they're overweight, I say, you need a PT, not a psychologist. Go to a PT first. I'm such a bitch. Okay, I'm going to have a conversation with you, boost your ego for 10 minutes, and then you're going to go eat cake. What is the point of that conversation? Fix your body first. I promise you, you won't even need me. Go to your gym. I can't do it for you. Because what's what causing your lack of confidence is your inability to respect your body. You have to respect it first. Here's the thing. Looks matter. And if you aren't attractive, that doesn't matter. But you can still be attractive. As in, you can take care of your body. You can take care of your physique. You can take care of your outfits. And there's a looks matter. If you know what I mean. 
know what I mean. I'll, I'll give you an example. So it'll be something. Oh. Mickey Overman. Oh. Baby playing with.